0: Shalom, everybody, and welcome to the Ishai Fleischer Show, broadcasting live from Jerusalem to the world. You're a part of it wherever you are. Shalom and welcome to the Pardes Institute. And you know what that means. That means shalom and welcome to Rabbi Mike Foyer.
1: Oh, shalom, Yishai. It's good to see you.
0: It's good to see you again. We have not seen each other in some time, and and, uh, and uh, it was important for me in a true pain to get out here today and record with you, but it was important for me to do it, so, so I, I drove out here. I even paid for parking, which is yeah. Oh, that's almost immoral. Yeah, it's like it was. It was just like the the free parking was just totally packed, and it was hot. My air conditioner is not working in my car, and I'm just like, I'm just like park for money now, and and that's the way it is. And also, uh, I'm a little bit. And you noticed before the show, I'm a bit out of sorts, and that's because to me, this is out of sorts day. This is the day to be out of sorts, Uh, and that is because it's Israel Memorial Day, which is. You know, um, not like American Memorial Day, although although it should be, right? Maybe a titan commentary in America, like Memorial Day in America, should be a much more meaningful thing.
1: Well, I think it depends on what community you're in. I think there it are should communities be, n- There in, should be no America. community that's different. I Everybody should feel it. I, understand. I agree with you. That's Nevertheless, their problem. Just in all fairness, there are many communities in America that do experience Memorial Day as we experience it here.
0: You know what? They didn't teach me that in school. It's I want to say that. Uh, they did not teach me that. In grade school and high school, I didn't even know... There have been a lot of wars since then. You, that's exactly the point. And they should say, you know, th- they should tell you there's. Th- this is the day to remember the fallen for this country. Yes. And by the way, many of those fell in World War II to liberate the Jewish people from, from the uh, the camps of uh, of Europe. This is true. You know? So, like, give them the credit. Give it the credit. I don't understand why people aren't willing to be solemn on the solemn day. It actually gets my gird a little bit. It's like, It's like... This is a solemn day. It's a solemn day. Know that. Know that it's a solemn day. And, and the way I just want to tell you, the way I celebrate this day, the way I m- m- commemorate this day, is that I actually, I actually find that the Israeli radio and television do a fabulous job of tear-jerking, reminding you about the pain and the loss. The personal loss. stories. It's, right. it's intense. Right. And because you know what? When you go to the graveyard and you hear a speech, they're very general. Usually, yeah. Right, but when you listen to the TV and the radio, they actually take personal stories. Yes. So last night, I watched uh, the story about two recent rabbis who were murdered. Do you remember one uh, in Chavad Gilad, one in Ariel? Right. And the story was about their two wives and how they've become friends now. I yeah. mean, it was, it was just, but, and how they're helping each other through this. Uh, you know. With, and today, there's a lot of videos of these men being fathers. Right? That they're home videos. It's very common today. Yeah,
1: everything's being filmed.
0: Right. So, like, you really saw the life, and you saw these kids, like, how they, like, when you put them in the bathtub, they're like, I want daddy, because I don't want to go in the bathtub, but there is no daddy, and how they both talk about that. You know, I I watched that. I watched also about, uh, recently, there was, um, if you remember, there was some soldiers coming out of a jeep on the roadside, and and, and a a terrorist swerved into them and killed some four soldiers, Golani guys. So. So one guy was about to get engaged as he was coming out of the army, so they had, and, and the, the girlfriend was very close to the family, and she's still close with the family, and it was a whole story about he, she, she put on a ring just to commemorate him, and he'll always be in her heart, and she's there. That stuff is like, now that stuff hurts. Yes, It hurts bad. It hurts bad. I cried three times last night, okay? But that's like the way, I, that's to me how you celebrate this day. This is how you commemorate these people. You, like sh- you share the pain. You you remember them? You remember some names? I everybody I speak to, I'm like, who do you remember today? Who do you remember? I just spoke to my colleague Noam Arnon, my mentor slash colleague, you know, and he's like my uh, nephew. No, my my excuse me, I translated from from English from Hebrew wrong. My cousin was a soldier in the Yom Kippur War. I was a soldier too, and then he disappeared in the Yom Kippur War, and for a year we didn't know where he was. I found out during the war that he was that he had we thought that he was a hostage. Mm-hmm. We looked through all the hostage papers, but then a year later, they found his remnants in a burnt-out tank in the Sinai. Right. Okay? Right. And he just told me that story, and I was like, ow, but thank you. What was his name? Asher Avram, Asher Ben Avram. You know, and I'm like, okay, okay. And I we also remember the, uh, I myself drive, you know, I've told this a few times, but my Ford Focus that I drive, which is parked in the pay parking over here, as uh, uh, it was was also co-driven by the gardener of Chevron, Gennady Kaufman. He was murdered two and a half years ago. He's also one of the fallen uh, that that is remembered today. So it's just like remember, remember. I remember Tom Kareen, who was a company commander, who was killed when I after I was injured and I was at uh, on leave. He was killed in a uh, with a Hezbollah ambush. So to me, like this is the day, and and somebody just sent me up, uh, in, in one of the chat groups. One of the WhatsApp groups like sent me a picture. Sent not me. Sent the picture like of some kid, kids having fun. I'm like, I want to, I want to yell and I want to be like, dude, that's cool. Tomorrow. Yeah. Today is not the day for that. Today, it's okay to hurt. That's what it's about. And we have about twenty, almost twenty four thousand uh, soldiers who have been lost, and about almost three thousand somewhat um, uh, people who have been uh, murdered in terrorist acts. That's what we do today. We take that day off.
1: You know. It's a it's a very hard thing to hold pain in the sort of the front part of your presence, front part of your consciousness. You know, meaning meaning the bring oneself to tears is a certain catharsis that also allows you to let go. And I think it's why people shy away from an entire day. Um, you know, in, in in the Hebrew calendar, as opposed to the sort of Israeli national calendar, the day that parallels this is Tisha B'Av, the ninth of Av. And I know it's always a challenge. For me to take the Ninth of Av seriously on a deep emotional level, meaning intellectually, spiritually as a construct, no problem, right? But to weep for the temple, to weep for the expulsion from Spain, you know? So um, I actually explained to this, my students here the other day is that what I make sure I do is I think it's very important to bring yourself to tears on a day like this. Yes. It's very important both because of the um, stripping away all the layers of comfort and rationalization and distance that we use to get through daily life which is not a bad thing but today like you said not daily life it's very important for that but it's also very important to honor those who have nothing left and who gave everything right that that there is an honor to do to those who lost their lives who gave their lives whose lives were taken from them and the families who have a hole which will never be filled by shedding a few tears by letting yourself actually feel it so i it's not so hard if you watch the TV. No, that's what I'm saying. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's exactly saying, my point. Like on, they don't
0: have that for the, the way they should. Well, you
1: know what I do on Dishabhav? I watch videos of the destruction of Gush Katif. Right. Okay. Why? Because Gush Katif is like the destruction of the temple? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying because it's something that's real to me, something right. that I experience, something people who I'm still with now. that, And so that's why... You know, Yom Hazikaron, Israel Memorial Day for the Fallen, is is so much more present because you simply cannot speak to someone on this day. If you walk around like you're saying and talk to people on this day, you will encounter more than one person who has a personal loss. I I I I don't any Israeli or any person that lives here.
0: We all have. We're one degree away from knowing somebody. If that, right? Yeah, it's like it's like I, my myself. I say I knew I knew Gennady Kaufman, right? Uh, and I knew Tom Kareen. That was just two people right there. But it's like it's not even so hard, you know? It's not so hard. You know somebody, you, you know, or you definitely know somebody who you knows somebody.
1: I think there's also, and I don't know if you want to get into this, um, the sort of so-called alternative, uh, alternative Memorial Day. Uh, Ceremony that happened last night Oh yes um, There was
0: There was a, uh, a, pa- a It was a Israeli-Palestinian Memorial Day ceremony yes. uh, And it Meaning, raised a lot of ire
1: Raised a lot of ire the, the defense minister Made what I felt To be a foolish Political move Whatever you may think About the ideology But it's just a foolish Political move And trying to assert power Where legally He doesn't have it Um by, by trying to block certain Palestinians from coming
0: in yeah, to basically, if, if our listeners aren't event. aware,
1: the idea of this ceremony, which has only been around for about a decade as far as I know, maybe longer, but it's only been in the media for that long, is that the, the people who participate are all bereaved families who see themselves as being, I don't know, equally bereaved, but everyone bereaved, meaning the, the Israeli Jews and the Palestinian Arabs who have all lost, just leaving the abstract, lost loved ones in the conflict, as we call it. Mm-hmm. Right, For have chosen the way of processing their grief by coming together. It's very interesting to me. I watched a, a discourse swirling around in my community um, of people enraged, enraged by such a thing. Um, I'm, I'm curious what you think about it because I have my own thoughts. Uh,
0: you know, as as we discussed about a different issue earlier, I don't know enough about it. I, I watched some of the clips about it. I I don't. I I was wondering to myself. What and I said to myself out loud in my head. I was like, "Well, I don't know what's really happening in this Tecus. If this tekas is there to give a lot of uh, uh, moral equivalency and to say that their fallen are fallen are the same, and and that and that Israel and Palestine are also coequal things." You know, if it's really a platform for a lot of the stuff that I stand against, then I'm, you know, I'm not so for it, obviously. If it's a if it's subtly like I, I thought to myself, does does the defense minister mean that these people shouldn't be in because they are going to somehow uh, call to violence because he's only in charge of defense. Right. right. Well, that's why I meant by poor political right. move. It was a poor political move or, or a smart political move. Depends on who he's trying to, to get on his side. Uh, true. Uh, but. But I don't I don't really, really know what they're saying there. If it's one of these things where it's like, really, you see, the problem is, is that right wing folks have become very cynical. Like, I, my heart could believe that there could be a joint Arab Jewish mourning for the death of young people who fought in a senseless battle, et cetera. This or that kind of thing. I can, I can understand that. But happens to be that 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 a cynicism has grown where you don 't really believe that 's what 's going to happen you actually believe it 's a political platform to force us off of our land to weaken us et cetera et etc et cetera. do I think people have a right to do that? I think people have a right to do that i, I would I would hope that look i 'm the kind of guy I also believe again we talked about this i 'll finish off here and i 'll let you have the mic back but but like I also believe in a certain amount of anger and, and even i 'm going to say a word that is so illiberal hate you know what i mean i think you should hate the enemy i think it's there's an element of that like i don't mean you should hate people but you should hate those who who are trying to destroy you okay it's a little bit tricky difference there's a difference but there it's a real difference i mean it's it's a hard it's hard to phrase it
1: i'm not sure it's a real difference
0: it is a real difference because 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 i've i've said this many times to to friends and and colleagues i say in any given situation i'm the first guy who's willing to shoot bad guys and i'm also the first guy who's going to actually be willing to have a chat and talk about and be really friends. So, so there is a difference. Like, there's a way to hate the enemy, and that's war, right? You hate the enemy, but you don't necessarily hate the individual folks. But any case, the bottom line is, I'm probably not going to show up at that at that event uh, if it's really an event about human loss and togetherness. Hey, I, I can understand that.
1: So, I'm I'm holding the same question. I suspect just by the choice of doing it, well, one of the speakers there was was. Um David Grossman. Grossman. Now, Grossman
0: is a very political. He's an Israeli author, a good one, but a super yeah, he's, hardcore he's political used his art
1: as a platform for his politics. Right, and his politics are radical left.
0: Are radical left. Yes. Some would say seditious, and 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 so therefore that I'm like, if he's speaking at the event. Let's put it You're, this way. I'm pretty confident that, that it's an anti-Israel event somewhere. Well, but or the is, way I would understand that. This
1: is why Israel. I bring it up, and it relates to your original um, observation that what you do on this day is connect the personal narratives. Right. Because the way, what I see is that no one wants to experience death as senseless. Right. Notice, there's no Memorial Day for the death on the roads in our country. Right. And it's a horrible phenomenon and everyone should be very strong. Kills about five hundred people a year. Yeah, more people than have died in all of the wars. Right. Some total.
0: Right. right. And and it's and it's and it's I think about those people oftentimes I think about them. Yeah, so I oftentimes feel bad for those people who who died in car accidents on a day like this mm-hmm. when the parents
1: are like, but my son died Right. And, and When a drunk driver hit him or something. But you see what I'm driving at? is, it's, it's very important for us to give meaning to death through an overarching narrative. So it's very easy for people like you and I who believe in the state of Israel as, as the Jewish state, as the fulfillment of our national destiny, as God's plan for bringing the whole planet to fruition, to then look at, without diminishing and with one drop, the pain of this loss and say, but, but it, it's going somewhere. It it fits something. I wish it could happen without that, but that's just not but, the way.
0: But don't forget that the jihadist world has an excellent
1: way. That's my of giving men meaning to their. That's death. my. That's is where I'm driving at. So so my understanding, in in at least reading what was written about this uh, joint event, is that these people are are they don't buy into the story that you and I are telling, right. I don't believe they buy into the jihadist story. We could t- we could have a whole discussion about whether they're aiding it or anyway or not. I mean, I hear that, and it's a real question. Not, I'm not dismissing it, but but um, they're living in a world in which they cannot fail but to see their experience through the eyes of other, and that's the world we live in. It's that 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 world of the multi-narrative. I mean, I know you in in Hebron, you you work together with like you know people like uh, Eliyahu McLean and other people who who have sort of cultivated this process of of the multi-narrative approach to our conflict here. Right, but I don't see it through multi I understand I that, the, but you work but you work together with yes. them because you understand that that's the world in which we're yes, operating. absolutely. Um, and, and so, and I'll stop with this, is that I see the failure of those of us who, um, I actually do believe in a multi-narrative world, just not, you know, as my father always say, don't be so open-minded that your brains fall out, right? That, that um I have a lot of sadness and some real concern about the fact that those of us who identify with the narrative of the Jewish people as as God's narrative um, are failing to offer our brothers and sisters here in our country a, a vision which can replace that sort of sort of cosmopolitan everybody's the same we're all dying senselessly narrative, which is kind of creeping up from below. Like, what's what's victory look like? What what is the end of this? This is it? Just perpetual? War, and, and, and do we need the existence of our enemies to give ourselves purpose? I don't believe so, but I don't believe that we're articulating a vision of what victory or peace would actually look like. Two comments on that. One is
0: that perpetual war, that term, and the way it's said, you, you said it now, but it's a Western way of saying that, it sounds like an untenable, impossible, and unswallowable thing. But if you're an Eastern person, like a Balkan person or, or many other peoples around the world, perpetual war is, is, a, is a narrative that you can live with. But it's would been, you want to? If you need to. And would and you but want to? No, no. But you see, but that's but that's exa- But see again, that's a very Western thing. Like as though want is is the ultimate arbiter.
1: We are the people who are meant to bring Mashiach to this hold world. Hold on, hold on, hold I'm on. No, about no a see, see,
0: you jump narratives. Now you jumped now into a, into. I'm just saying to you, hold on. There are peoples in this world that live in perpetual conflict, and you live in conflict as a tribe, as a group, in a, in a tough place. But that's your place, and you hold on. And, you know, you can't always get to the point of... And this is very... Like, uh, Israelis talked about like this in the 90s, and famously Ehud Olmert said, you know, we're tired of war, we're tired of fighting all the... You don't say that in certain places. You just don't talk like that. That's and again, it's a, an Eastern block type of way of thinking, which is like, okay, I'm in I'm in a conflict zone. That's where I live. This is my land, and it's gonna be forever conflict. And I always tell people like like Al <laughs> That's right. You're gonna live on the sword.
1: That's right. You know? That was the blessing to Esau.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, we say Kicherv uh, Gavatecha. <laughs> okay. It says that that the sword is your is your is your honor. Okay, those are a, two
1: different things.
0: Listen, my point to you is, is we want peace, but peace is not something that it's like, I want it, I want it right now, I want it, and the way it is right now, I don't want it. It's not about your want, you're in a conflict, you're in a tough thing, and that's the way it is, and there's a certain, there's something very
1: privileged in the way that you're asking the question,
0: as though you have the right to ask these kind of questions. You have
1: the obligation to ask these questions, not a right, you hear what I said, we're not, what we're we're, we're failing to do is offer, because the left wing narrative, is offering a vision which be, will become increasingly people appealing as the individuality see, uh, and 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 the, you, you and the see, you,
0: it's it's becoming increasingly less interested interesting here in Israel it's becoming smaller and smaller i'm not sure that's I'm true i'm looking politically i'm looking at the knesset the knesset right now the latest polls say yet another seat go, is moving towards the right okay in general in general speaking i don't see them being a, a giant mental threats.
1: They are they are starting to lose even, their grip. Even so, I'm I'm sticking with my narrative. My point is is that is that we can do better. You're telling me that, that 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 we can't get the Jews together, the military minds, the philosophical minds, the religious minds and say, look, what exactly are we trying to achieve? You know, the beginning of this whole Zionist project began with a vision. You know, you can point to all kinds of places and I'm working on it now in the Jewish story. But but the famous vision is Herzl's vision, vision of the Jewish state. Right? It was a vision that, that mamash he Birthed and whether it happened or not, you agree with it. But the key is he was a visionary, and and what we're lacking right now is the same type of vision. It's like, what does victory look like? What does peace look like? I don't care what you call it. What's the end game? And I don't think it's a privilege. I think it's an obligation to the people who are willing to continue to willing and and to to kill and die, and to sacrifice and to live ways that they might not other want to, otherwise want to live. In service of, but the, it has to be clear. In service, I, of I'm what. in agreement with you. The 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 the,
0: the slight disagreement that we're having is that and it's not a disagreement. I'll refine my point to, to to explain a little bit better, which is that there's also it's vision is not. There's also an emotional vision, a mm-hmm. stance, a stance, if you will. Okay? Well. Okay? It's a type of like, it's, it's, ha- it's an approach. It's a feeling that you have about something. Mm-hmm. For, I'll give an example about what I'm talking about, then I'll come back to it very quickly. A lot of times I argue with people on the left, and they argue with me with a stance of, of tremendous haughtiness. Uh-huh. They're tremendously above me, morally way superior, and I am this radical, you know... Gritty, a, a, a,
1: dirty... A, right,
0: but also a minority of minorities that is just senseless, and what's with you? You're like some kind of like... Uh, what's the word? Primitive. That, primitive, that was the word I'm looking for. You know, there's something... I yeah, saw a look on yeah, your yeah, face. Yeah, <laughs> and they, they have, that, they have that, that, that approach, and I always say to them, you know, I'm gonna answer your questions that you just posed at me, but before I do, I just wanna remind you, we're the majority in the Knesset. And we're, we're in America, it's, it's going that way. The Eastern Blocs in, in Europe are going that way. Okay? So you just have to understand something. When you talk to me, you're the minority.
1: Yes. Well, the cosmopolitan versus tribal battle is is right back on the map.
0: Right. Okay. But not that I feel myself to be not cosmopolitan in some way. You know what I'm saying? That, that they, have a, they have a kind of haughtiness about themselves as though they're you know the, my my point is, is that sometimes you have to it's it's a, a stance and their stance is like you are small and tiny and i remind them you're you're small and tiny and you're going that way and we're actually growing right the same the same kind of attitudinal thing about 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 conflict and about the situation attitudinally conflict i'm good at it i'm going to and i'm going to hold on need to say i always tell folks you want peace we love peace you want war we're good at war and don't, and don't you ever forget that I have that side in me that's not tired. And that's not like all that kind of stuff. There's some part of me that is a nail, like an anchor. You will not move me one iota. And I have something in me that is just, it doesn't have that like soft side. And it's like, oh my gosh, yeah, I want, I yearn for peace. So yes, we have to have a bigger vision. But there also has to be a stance of like, this is our state. This is our land. We're going to hold on to it. And get back to simple things. And sometimes I find that American Jews lack a kind of simple gut Tribal land based thing, all Marco
1: cosmopolitan thinking, <laughs> especially in the postmodern era. Because the problem with the multi narrative perspective is if you lose sight of your selfhood, you lose sight of your right? No, and and um, and I agree with you 100% that the um, the posture I actually think a posture of we're not going anywhere, this is our land would advance a peacefulness, if not peace, in in this region Absolutely. way more Absolutely. than the sort of um, sort of rootless. The rootless nature, and nevertheless, I am disappointed in us. I'm disappointed in us because, like I said, it's, it's not a privilege to speak about this. It's an obligation because you know, you know. By the way, it's interesting that you say yeah, it's not that I'm not cosmopolitan. I know where that's coming from. But never forget, one piece of our particularism is our commitment to the universal. Right? We as a people are a people who who will always be us and not anybody else. But we are committed to the whole. And that's an it's a essential element which, which just makes us distinct from every other particularist group in the world. Really, you're totally right.
0: What I have learned from Rabbi Nachman is that there are. He says about emotional things. He says when you have a complaint of God of that situation, let's say you're not happy with your a spouse, krech's. or you have a craft or where the town you live in, or your job, or whatever it is, you're upset about something. So he tells a story. He's like basically thank God all day. This Rav iris tells a story that this guy was learning in yeshiva and somehow he had to go get a job and he went to, to work at a bank and he's all upset. But all day long he just said, thank you, God, thank you, God, thank you, God, thank you, God. 23 hours a day he said, thank you, God, thank you for everything because whatever you give me is good. But one hour a day he would go into the vault, sit down, and cry his heart out and say, Shem, please bring me back to yeshiva to learn Torah. Please bring me back to yeshiva to learn Torah. And 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 he got back to it. But what I what I love about that is I learned that there's a, a psychological philosophical thing I call it the disambiguation of emotion okay yes you're right about what you're saying but you have to disambiguate that you have to say okay there's the root thing it's baseline now on top of that and separate from that so that not to mix the philosophy of it have a a greater vision but I don't know why you say we're not having that I don't know why you say that you know can I tell you something I'm going to give you a, 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 a little stuck back for a second go here. for it is this the day to, to, to say that we don't, or, 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 or this is the day to be like, I cannot believe. I cannot believe. I cannot believe the accomplishments. And the, and, and the word accomplishments is, you know, I want to strike that it, from the record. The
1: fails. incredible
0: miraculousness, the, the, the gift, the, 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 the bigness of it all. I don't even have a good, there's no big enough word. language. It's so damn big. And you know what the thing is this year? I've been feeling, for the first time in my life, I have a word that I, you've never heard me use on the show. Ever. And that is I feel overwhelmed
1: and said to me yesterday I got nervous
0: I'm just like I was driving on the roads and the flags and the cars and the people and the kids and the soldiers and the planes and the money and the power and the war and the peace and the love and I was in a hospital yesterday visiting my friend David's son David and his sick son Avram he should be healthy and well soon And 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 I was just so and it was so Giant and global, the hospital was, you know, with money from Jews all over the world. Do you know what a Dasein Karma is? It's like a city. Yeah, it's incredible. And in it with a giant helipad lit up, and and it was just like I, and all my life since I, since I've been, you know, young guy, I've been wanting to help this country move along.
2: <laughs>
0: That's all I've wanted to do. That's all I've wanted to do is help this country move along. And and that it's happening. And and I also yesterday was at the Knesset with Rabbi Tully Weiss. Our mutual friends, Zev Ornstein, my good friend Alex Chaim, and you know all the friends, yourself, and so many Rabbi Shem Shonet, so many people are involved in one way or another. And I'm just like, I am living in a time of greatness, and, and I happen to be a little cog amongst amazing people who are doing incredible, amazing, unbelievable things.
1: Listen, it might was, just there, be- was
0: there a Land of Israel network? Was there the Jewish story? I'm Did that exist listen, beforehand? Like,
1: listen. I- if I weren't living in a fairy tale, I'd have gone and lived on a beach in, uh, in Micronesia long ago. Meaning, like, you, 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 I, I drank the Kool-Aid. You don't have to. You don't, you, you don't have to convince I'm Just illustrating me. it for the radio. I sense. hear it, and, and people should appreciate, it. and they should like really appreciate it. Can we, we just are, be
0: wowed? Can we just be? I wowed? will not, I'll,
1: be, I'll I'll see your wow, and I'll raise you one. We, we're living the dreams of two thousand years. Like I, I, you have to let yourself do that tell yeah. to my students all the time because my students are those sort of cosmopolitan liberal american Jews but I yeah. saw it yesterday when I was speaking to them it's yeah. so like you need to let yourself in the next week walk around and and let go of who you think you are and live the dream of 2,000 years of slowly. Be wowie-zowie. You know? Yeah, but, but not just for yourself. And right. that's the thing. It's an intergenerational dream. It's, it's not just a dream. It's a promise. It's more than a dream. It's a dream of the people, but it's a promise from God. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I, maybe it's just my juke, though, is that, that I feel that, that, that we are capable of even more. Right. And, and, and the, the, my great fear... My great fear is that that we w- that we will God forbid become satisfied with what we have because what we have is is so astounding i mean forget the fact that every yeah. economy and and society around us within a good 200 miles is like going down the tubes forget the fact that you know my friends that used to talk about leaving america saying oh it's too difficult i, I can't leave a, i have a good job here and i, I don't want to go to israel It's so hard and now people are saying gosh i can't find a job in america i think i, I heard the, the high tech is booming in israel i'm i'm moving there you know like, like any by any standard of rational standard of measure right the success is overwhelming, to use your word. But, but, that to me says, hey, wake up. The, the step that you could take next is something humanity has not yet seen. Because all those rational standards of measure are standards of measure that other great empires of the world have seen, and they come and go. The difference is that we are now sitting on an opportunity to take a quantum leap on the behalf of our people and humanity and their bonus to olam in order to finally Take this story where it could really go, and that's what I want to be talking about. You know, on your on your other show, uh,
0: uh, the the Jewish story, uh, the last episode that I heard, which was Heraldros of Zion, which which I, I listened to, and I and I promised myself I'll listen to again. I hope on the way home now I will. Um, um, I, I heard a word which I've heard before, and I think that one word is really, in, in a lot of ways, uh, an embodiment of what's going on here, which is embodiment. Okay, we're talking about embodiment. that word is a very powerful word, like when you when you when you when you just say it by itself well it's
1: not an accident in that episode
0: right no you, you talk a lot about it and and uh and embodiment is the process that we're going through think uh, think, uh, uh Yechezkel, right chapter thirty five thirty six over there you know think about the embodiment of these broken these these bones coming yeah, the together, the dry bones, the dry bones vision, and 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 there's a two stage process, right? First you put you first get embodied or re embodied, and only then does the spirit is there a second call to the spirit to enter the body, and, and so therefore I say to you, you're totally right, but that's coming next. It's it's just it's just that yeah, we're, it won't come on its own. No no of course not but it will come because meaning to say that is the next consciousness consciousness and and knowledge and and, and awareness and, and 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 recognition and 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 a greater vision it's it's that's you're right that's the next stage that's the next big thing
1: yeah and i guess that what's really bothering me is that when i see these things like the um uh, the, the multi narrative brief ceremony which i have a lot of empathy for people want to want to give meaning to the their loss through that type of narrative Leaving aside the question of whether they're not useful idiots in in a larger war, which is mm-hmm. an important question, I have a lot of empathy. But what I guess what's bothering me is that I could see a lot of um, types of spirit that would come into us that I would call ruach tumah, that I would say just that an impure spirit. The the, the, the the force of postmodernism and this sort of intellectual ferment that's going on out there in the world, which is often led by Jews, um, is very powerful, and, and, and I'm, I'm I'm sort of zealous for 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 the spirit that we are capable of embodying here
0: what you're basically saying is if if indeed we're in a, we're in the process of embodiment now there's a certain vacuousness that's that's there it's it's and it's and it's obvious it's out there people talk about it but the the front page of the chabad very popular chabad Shabbat newspaper which is read all throughout Israel by like almost everybody like the front page was like look we recognize that that the that, the that, 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 the state has been birthed, you know, and, and that God has given us this this vehicle. They really, it was an interesting departure. They were like... The, the, yeah, they, they don't get, generally talk that line. Right, and then they were Though like,
1: the Rebbe was, uh, was a very strong supporter of what was happening here in his own way.
0: Right, but but then they were like, but the question is, what is filling this... Yeah, what are you going to do with it? Right, what is the soul of this so thing?
1: Maybe it's worth it to take a couple of minutes then to shift as is so appropriate in the rhythm of our life here in in our wonderful country to a bit of that that, that vision and, and Yom Ha'atzma'ut. How would you translate Atzma'ut?
0: Well, on a simple level, it's independence, but it's... Right, uh, but,
1: but that's... How would you really translate it if I didn't put it in the context uh, of, of Yom HaAtzmaut, Independence Day?
0: Well, Atzma'ut is when you are... Uh, capable by yourself you're able to do things by yourself it's also aloneness there's an element of aloneness in it like that's me
1: and what's also bone
0: right it's also the 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 core bone uh
1: so i would say really in modern english maybe in a philosophical language it's it's Mm self-realization right and i feel like that's what we're being called to right now is that is that um and i just put out i think it's going to come out soon uh through the network my, my comment on, on uh, Independence Day is this question is that the 19th century was a whole conversation about what it is to be an um What is it to be a people? And, and, and you know, the Zionist movement, God bless it for its successes and for its failures, because if you're not willing to fail, you'll never succeed. Um, the, they, that um, It was a conversation about what does it mean to be a people? It was a crazy conversation. You read the stuff. I love. I love reading. Like the night, like everything from materialist, radical Marxists to messianic religious Jews and everything in between. They're all shouting at each other. You know? And then at a certain point, God graced us with the state. That's an oversimplification, obviously. And I feel like that that conversation kind of went to the background to embody, build, 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 grow, 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 fight, 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 die, sacrifice our brothers, our sisters, our children, our parents, but willingly, if not with joy. But but now I feel like the um, conversation needs to reawaken, and I see it also in in my students, for whom like they, they they're living out there in liberal Jewish America, where they, where they are now calling it Trumpistan, you know, and uh, <laughs> which is a great name. That's, that's the first day. I heard of that. You ever it's heard that one no, no, uh, though? um but what are they really talking about? Is that they have a definition of what they consider peoplehood and Jewish values, and it's and it and it's a universalist cosmopolitan. I would even say, which are two very different things. I don't want to confuse them. Um, so there's a rift that's growing there. Because there's not a, an honest conversation of like, well, hey, you're putting forward a definition of what it is to be a people. We here in our embodied national entity have a very different definition, plus our experience is different. Like, like Let's talk. Just like those radical materialist Marxists and the Messianic Jews were willing to talk because they understood that things were pressing for the future. We have to understand, it may not be existentially pressing the way it was then, but it's even more important now. Because like you said, we can actually fill the vessel with vision.
0: Yeah. I'll be addressing tonight uh, a big Israeli congregation with, awesome. a few, with Americans. It's it's uh, at Givat Shmuel, that's close to Bar Ilan. Sure, so, no so I'll be I'll be driving throughout the whole country, kind of a little bit today. And I'm gonna mention to them this idea, and I've heard this before. That it's Yom Atsamot is Yom Samot the, the day of embodiment of the yeah. dry bones of the embodiment. And and again, remember that vision. It was it was two steps It was a two stage. It was a two stage. First. The body was whole, but it was lifeless. It yep. had no soul in it. He had to prophesy to the, to the, to the spirit to, to come him. into their bodies. Same thing, I, I remember always the lech lecha, that there's really two lech lechas. Walk in the land, says God to Abraham. And then afterwards he says, now go to the land of Moriah. Yep. Go, go and, and fill, the, the, put it with a story, with a meaning, with a spirit. Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim, the heart of it. It's a... It's an incredibly powerful thing. I, I myself am just a little bit overwhelmed this year. Really, I'm just, I just like, it's just, it's just, um, I feel a little bit sad about these these young people that you're talking about who are espousing this contra narrative.
1: And I think to myself, I like, I feel sad. I see them. I have to speak to them. I, I, momish love them. I-
0: in large measure, though, one of their their most problematic uh, m- mental beliefs is in a certain superiority. It's a certain, <laughs> it's a certain. They, they, I'd say that's
1: a cultural context But, but in, in lived experience I don't think they look at it that way Many of them are very humble Many of them are very confused about what's happening here Because that's You have to remember My students are Our self-selected group They made it here Right, that's true That's true And they deserve A that's tremendous true. credit for that
0: that's, in, in part it's also Americana Americana Even in this very simple fact That Americans Really learn one language
1: just, just that Well you and I Have spoken about the difference Between you and I In terms of being an American And a Russian right, and right, our, and like, like, like I was
0: I was at an event and there was all kinds of speakers, and then got up there uh, the minister uh, Zev um, Elkin. Zev Elkin, and he spoke in English perfectly, you know, yeah. and then he you know, he speaks in Hebrew perfectly, speaks in Russian perfectly, and it's just like when when you have languages in your head, you also are able to relate to cultures, right? And and it's like I feel like your your your, your students. They should hang out with the folks in the shook a little bit, with the cab drivers, you know, and understand like really what this country is really about, what does what is the, the the guts of this country, you know.
1: Yeah, and but part of them is very attracted to that, and part of them is very scared. I was speaking the first person. Part of me is very attracted to that, and part of me is very scared. Why? Because there are certain assumptions that you grow up with psychologically about the way the world works, which if you un- undermine them, you, you you're totally lost. Like the the in in it was we spoke about before the 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 faced with the choice between the impossible and the unacceptable, most people will choose the impossible, because the impossible just means nah, nah we'll keep we'll make peace we'll just keep banging our head against this yeah. wall it'll fall eventually. The unacceptable means wait a minute you mean there's I'm wrong about the way the world actually works.
0: Speaking of that, there was really just a an article recently by. Uh, what's his name? Yossi Klein Alevi. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and again, he's just endlessly stuck at the at the moral problem of the Palestinian people. He has he's endlessly stuck on, and endlessly re- reaches the same solution. There's only one thing we can do: is cut off a chunk of our land and give it to them. I'm just like, why don't you just realize that the truth is it's it's actually very simple. It's our land, and there's a minority which is problematic amongst us okay i like to call this the arab question okay so let's deal with the arab question but don't give me this whole business about a minority that has its own thing and they need their own thing
1: i'm down with the own thing i'm just not down with the conclusion of cutting off a chunk of our country to solve it
0: there's a minority It needs to be treated right, but at the end of the day, you know, that's okay. They're, they're a minority in our I'm land.
1: I'm I'm a I'm a big fan of the two-state solution as long as it doesn't involve anything between the Jordan and the Mediterranean.
0: Okay, so that's <laughs> you know, so that's basically saying you know here. And by the way, there was a two-state solution that the, the original yeah. two-state solution is the cutting off of Jordan. Exactly. That is that that is the original two-state solution. No, that's the original it, partition. Plan. I say
1: it because I think at this stage, the solution to the moral problem is not to be found internally. I think that the solution to moral problems is moral problems to be found externally. Again, I go back to my point. If we as a people and as a leadership were willing to assert, by the way, we hear the moral problem. We feel the moral problem. We're Jews. We know what moral problems are. But I got news for you. We're not the only ones involved in this and therefore we're not going to bear the burden of, of being the sole solution. So here's our vision. Right. So here it is. And, we're, and you're going to yell and scream. Listen, when we were in the minority and we were in the opposition, we yelled and screamed about your solution we didn't we didn't take our ball and go away. We didn't say I'm done with this playing field. Cuz cuz we're we're committed to our people, we're committed to our land, we're committed to God, we're committed to this game. And we ate it through the 90s. Remember the Oslo War? Remember? You know, do people remember that?
0: Yeah, we went we went down that path. We yeah, went down that path. Remember
1: watching our friends being pulled out? Remember the remember the synagogues that were burned and pillaged? Remember how Gaza and everybody talks about the humanitarian crisis in Gaza? Let's remember how that started the actual humanitarian crisis when we left behind whole fields of greenhouses and in their joy they smashed and burned them you know so so we went down that path okay i'll even give you credit you really wanted to solve the problem you meant well it failed own the failure but then we as a people now as as a as a voice need to step forward and say and this is what we see to be the solution
0: again again i i i I always always feel that there's a there's an element of haughtiness in 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 that in their positions like it's like yeah, exactly that like you went down that path so admit it, say like okay, you know, like something else, but no, but he's he's got and he wrote it in the Wall Street journal you know amongst the amongst the writers, you know yeah, yeah write it in the New York Times, you know, do me a favor anyway. All right, so anyway, folks, yeah, see, that's what it is. It's small and big and small and big. And My wife was telling me today about how awesome she thinks the uh, union of Yom Azikaron and Yom Atzma'ud are, the, this um, couplet, this, this incredible um, uh, day of, of mourning and sadness and remembrance, also pride. It's a day of pride, but it's a day of, of sad pride. By the way, another thing I, I heard today was about the 69 members of the, um, uh, of the Dakar Mm, submarine went down, and then they finally found yeah. their, uh, their their remnants. And, and she was saying this the sister of one of the uh, of one of the soldiers there was saying like, for us, it's it's always like a day of like the 69 people. She's like, but for me, he was my brother. And uh, and uh, that, that stuff just it gives you a, it gives you a tear. Also, you hearken back to Yom Yom ha, Yom HaShoah. Oh, and by the way, the, uh, here's another fascinating thing. The Haredi radio has been that I listen to mm-hmm. has been very interesting. There's a, g- a group, we don't talk a lot about them. We should, we should There's a group them. of people who are. Chatting and thinking about their relationship to this state. There's, there's oh, a yes. group of like, there's folks a lot of ferment going on right? right now. Oh my God. Oh, and it's out there, and and people don't be radio. fooled by
1: just by this like radical faction that's seizing the news right now. They don't necessarily represent the. And, and that's what world. they're
0: saying. They're like, hey, not everybody's representing us, and they're like, no. The I would say the opposite. The
1: reason that they're they're foaming at the teeth is because they know they don't represent the mass anymore.
0: This this radio host is like, look, I'm I'm I I recognize. The miracle of of Israel. I recognize the importance of having a state. I'm not I'm not bl- blue and white f- flapping a nationalist guys.
1: in the political sense, right?
0: I, I think I think what he really means, and I believe this very much, is that's not my brand,
1: right? That's not my brand. No,
0: and my brand is a more Torah brand. I believe yeah. in the more you know the, the the centrality importance of Torah. And now that we have an embodied state, I I'm very much concerned that there shall be that'll be a Torah state. Yes. And maybe even um, a little um, repentance at having removed themselves from activism in making the state more of what it's what now they are.
1: Yeah, I mean, it is important to note that 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 the religious world, by and large, turned its back on the process, so shouldn't be surprised right. what emerged from it.
0: He's basically saying, um, you know. Uh, we recognize that there, there. We recognize that there is an embodiment.
1: It would be a phenomenal thing for our country and the world as a whole if the Haredi world opened up and, and shared its its kochot its its powers and abilities more with with our society.
0: And, and there's something happening there. Yeah,
1: there's something happening. And I mean there. that without having to compromise the values, I would never want to see the core of the Torah world dissipate. Yeah. You know, but but just to open up and embrace more, it would be it would just just imagine the the potential. Where I live in Gushetsion, by the way, these are people who are a lot of professional types. Mm-hmm.
0: And generally, day in, day out, they're kind of clock-punching, successful folks, you know? Sure.
2: They're like, you know? Yep.
0: They are at their, like, pitch fever. Right I now. have never seen them like this. They're just, this is their day. Yes, this is the day. This is the day. This They're like, the the flags... I find it to be slightly overwhelming. The flags are just f- flapping and flying, and like it's like they're really, really, really. The Gush Etzion area is like, this is it. This yeah. this is this is the big one. This is the big one for them.
1: You know, um, I I feel it's important to start creating, um, if not mitzvot min hagim customs, if not commandments and customs for this day. It's yeah. so one that I've been off and on striving to do. That, please God our mutual friend Zev Orenstein and myself are going to be able to do is, I think it's really great to go Arba Amos, like four cubits, as it were, four L's, how do they say it? I don't know. Um, in, in a new place in the land of Israel. So we're going, we're going to get up pre-dawn, and we're going to go climb the Sartaba. You ever been out there? Sure. I've never been. Yeah. So I've driven by it any number of times. It's one of these beautiful peaks that overlooks the Jordan Valley. Um, and I just say it not just because I'm excited, so I want to talk about it, but to encourage people to think about how do you embody this day? Yeah. What does it mean to you? I mean, since we don't have the guidance of thousands of years of tradition, we're in an incredibly unique position <laughs> to begin that process. Aside from, the, to me, the importance of Hallel, of, of, of the songs of praise, is right. critically important to, to give vent out loud with your heart and your lungs yeah. to the joy of being in such a place.
0: You, you know, you're, you're hitting a little bit of a sore point for me here because I like agree with you. That I, I, I'll, I'll, let me put it this way: I am not always sure about how to celebrate this day. Yeah, it's confusing. See, Yoma Hazikaron, I got my thing down. See, yeah. I know what I'm supposed to. I know the mitzvah of the day, and and my wife, she loves to see the on Yoma Yom on Independence Day. She loves to see the flyover planes and and you know the power that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And oh, by the way, the IDF and police have all these camps yes. that they open up to the public. Check out the weapons and check out the tanks and all that kind of stuff. And, and, and I would say, to, that's interesting, you're bringing up the land of Israel, which I think is an, an, an element, is, a, is also a separate entity from the state of Israel. Sure. And, and, and yesterday I was driving to see my, my friend David and his son in, in the hospital, and I was in Beit Shemesh speaking to uh, Leva Torah. Oh, you just reminded me. And anyway, I drove through a road called 395. About
1: oh, like Ramat Raziel and... Uh Ramat
0: Raziel... Was like the middle point. Yeah. Har Uh, It's unbelievable. I
1: I was just like, I I was, I was. The best of the Jerusalem hills.
0: It was a really, really.
1: Unprovoked plug, but there's a winery up there called Katzlav. Katzlav? Yeah, it's a beautiful hike in Nachal Katzlav, and there's a winery above it. I highly recommend it. Sounds awesome. He makes a phenomenal wine. Oh my gosh. All reds.
0: Let's go. So I'm going to go there. Yeah, and, and I also cried a little bit. I said, God, I don't think I know the land of Israel enough. We talk a lot about it. And we talk a lot about it, but like, just having the time to walk the land, walk the
1: land. It's a beautiful quote from Rav Shagar, who, who he gave it as one of his drashot on Yom Atzmud, on one of his speeches, and sermons on Yom where he speaks about that for, for someone like you and I, who really feel that we have returned as a people, physically and spiritually, to God's land, fulfilling a promise, the only thing that can be compared to taking a walk in the land of Israel is Shabbat, because mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a whole experience yeah it's not just something you do it's not just where you are right it's a complete a wholeness of consciousness that's actually not otherwise available yeah
0: yeah yeah so I totally understand what you're saying about about taking that 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 hike that's exciting uh yeah yeah there's definitely there's definitely what to do about uh, about seeing the land of Israel good idea okay I just want to uh, add something here now which is important uh two things to uh, uh what do we call not homework no housework housework uh, like, oh, like, uh, 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 house Oh, housekeeping. 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 That's the word little, you're two use. housekeeping issues. One is that I now have in my possession five giant Israeli flags that have flown over either the City of David, right, uh, courtesy of our friends at City of David, uh, which is the, the original Davidic city um, to due south of, of the Western Wall of the Temple Mount, and it's really where the Jews went up to the Temple during the pilgrimages and, and anytime they went to the temple, it's an incredible place, an incredible park. Uh, I think it is uh, cityofdavid.org.il. Check that out. I have three flags from the city of David. I have a flag from Hebron. And I have a flag um, from the Mount of Olives. Five giant flags are in my storage. And they are now waiting to get to you. Okay? Now, these flags are torn. They have. They are they are grayed a little bit by the dust of the Holy Land, which they have imbibed. Okay, uh, they, they they are they are they are dirty with the land or beautified by the land. And you have a chance to own these things, and I want to auction them off. Now the uh, uh, the people that will get them, wh- whatever the, the the donations that will come in through, you will now also Malka flesh was helping me send out everything, so it's going to get to you faster than ever before. It's going to be great. So. I say five hundred dollars a flag. That's what I want. I want five hundred. That's that's right. That's not a small amount. I want five hundred bucks a flag. Okay. You can have more than one as well. And and the thing about this flag is, um, the the donation that you give through it will go also to other things like the 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 tomb of Joseph reparation, uh, restoration, which I help fund. My organization Kuma helps fund, and also. Uh, to Hebron and also to the show and other things. Many other good things happen uh, with this funding. So please help us out. And it's time for you to have your very own flag of Israel from the land. You can tell. Now, what you do is once you get the flag, you take it to the local um, seamster, seamstress or to the dry cleaning places. So sometimes they have a person there that, that will take care of it. And, and they'll fix it up for you beautifully. They do it better in America than here. Uh, don't wash it. Keep it in its dirty form, though, okay? keep Unless you want to, whatever, whatever you want, you know? But that's the, the land of Israel. So I highly recommend that you do that. If you, if you want to do that, please go to and or write me an email and say that you're willing to do it. Write me an email. All you have to do is hashtag, I want an Israeli flag. Israeli flag, hashtag Israeli flag, right? Hashtag Israeli flag. That's all you need to do, and you will get that flag. And don't think about it twice. If you're like, ooh, I should do that, just do it, okay? That's, that's, that's my advice to you. Um what was the other thing? Was that what, what was the other thing? I can't Oh, the other you. thing is I'm going to Australia. Okay, folks, I'm going to Australia in three weeks. David Adler from the AJA from the Australian Jewish Association is, is hooking up an incredible trip. And I'm also gonna go to Perth. You've been to Perth, right?
1: I have been to Perth.
0: What's Perth like?
1: Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah? Yeah, very mellow. Mellow? Gotta get out to see the coast there.
0: I will. I, sh- I surely incredible. will.
1: Incredible.
0: Yes. The 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 coast in Perth?
1: Yes. I mean, the whole continent is, is not, worth it. The Great to,
0: White isn't going to get me over there, is he?
1: I'm not making any promises. Oh, no.
0: Okay, so we're going to Australia in the beginning of May. So if you're interested in that trip, in, uh, I don't know what, uh, in, uh, in seeing me out there, if you want to fly from where you live in Senegal or something to see me in, um, in, in Perth, let's do it, right? Let's meet up in Perth. So write me an email, Yisha at thelandofisrael.com. Also, I forgot to thank the Land of Israel Network, which has great shows. Right now, Rabbi Mike's shows are riveting, because they're exactly about the issues of our time, Iñanay
1: Dayoma, and that is the Jewish story. Soon we'll move out of the past into the future. <laughs>
0: I'm wondering about that.
1: Yeah, so everybody's asking me, it's like, what happens when history ends? Uh,
0: I have some ideas for you, but I know yeah, you, we'll you do as well. Um, and then we have other shows, Rabbi Shlomo Katz, Ari and Jeremy, uh, Israel Josh. Inspired, Josh Haston, uh, uh, Israel Uncensored, Revealed, and Unclothed. Uh, what else? Who else do we have? Eve, Eve Harrow, of course. Uh, Gil Hoffman All the good folks Have great shows And you can be uh, Really connected And you need to be connected Every single day People are always like You have a podcast That's so cool <laughs> Like yeah We have podcasts You know you can, you I want can you connect. to
1: know My teenage kids Don't think I'm cool I'm, so <laughs> I'm working on it
0: You're cool in our eyes Rabbi Mike I want to thank you very much And I want to say to you to the, On this day uh, May their memory be a blessing Amen uh, And may the falling As you say Have meaning um, May we
1: give Their sacrifice meaning In our that's lives That's
0: right Amen Amen and we should, yeah, we should remember that we should remember their, their honor and their sacrifice. And tonight, celebration uh, with no hesitation. Seventy years. By the way, there are seventy names of God. There are seventy uh, original souls that came down to Egypt. There are seventy nations, and there are seventy names for Jerusalem. That's right. right? So, so this is a big year, and I hope, there, Mike, your kind of uh, admonition that we should think bigger, which is basically what you're saying. Uh, will start to come to fruition now that, that we're really
1: embodied in our land. And I will give it one caveat. Think big, but not tomorrow. Tomorrow, let yourself just be happy. That's right. Because I think if you can let yourself be filled with the joy and not get into the complications and the questions and the doubts and the complexities, that's, that's fine for the day after tomorrow, like you said about today. So tomorrow, just rejoice. And if you can't do it for yourself, do it for the 2,000 years of Jews whose commitment to the fact that we could be here is really why we are Rabbi Mike Foyer, thank you so much. And uh, Chag Samech.
0: Oh, these are these are alternative holidays. Are yes. they? In the, are they in the Bible? Are they in the Bible? Well, we didn't
1: talk about that. We, we can talk t- about it later. We'll talk about it later.
0: That's right. There's that famous Fas Hey, we all right. know it. That's, that's right. Ames, which means that that says that this is a shade. Of, of Passover the great redemption and, and which book does it say it in I will I will I think in Jeremiah like I will show you redemption as I did in the times of Egypt Even it will be even bigger
1: Jeremiah 23 there you go Jeremiah 23
0: alright folks let's live it and there's more stuff on the Yishai Fleischer show so stay tuned stay strong stay connected we'll be right back Rabbi Mike thanks again
1: Chag Sameach
0: Hi, this is Josh Haston, host of Israel Uncensored, here on the Land of Israel Network.
1: Tune in every Monday to hear the latest news coming from Israel, plus interviews with top Israeli politicians, media personalities, and activists all doing their part to counter anti-Israel propaganda and BDS. Don't miss a minute. Be sure to stream or download all of the amazing programming from our wide range of hosts here at the Land of Israel Network
2: on thelandofisrael.com. You're listening to the Yishai Fleischer Show on the Land of Israel Network at thelandofisrael.com. Here's Rabbi Yishai Fleischer at the Knesset, speaking this week at the Knesset Bible Study Caucus, hosted by member of Knesset, Rabbi Yehuda Glick.
0: Very rarely in life am I overwhelmed. It's just not my thing, okay, to be overwhelmed. And just coming into Yishalayim today with all the flags and then coming into this room at the Knesset, and then being with Rabbi Glick, who is a walking miracle on many levels, and then looking at these three signs behind me, this incredible caucus for the study of the Tanakh in the, in, at the Knesset, this new Israel Bible the Rabbi Tully uh, very movingly spoke about just now, and the Schindler Society, and having Rosemary with us here today. It's just, all, all together, it's just a kind of uh, a microwave of energy, uh, and, and it's all happening at, at the same time, at the same moment, in the same place and it's awesome to be here with you. So thank you very much. Um, yeah, very rarely am I wowed by this, but, but, it, but it is a great honor to be at the Knesset today. And they asked me to talk about Jim. Pastor Jim kind of sent the message saying, you know, can, can he, I talk about governance? Can you talk about governance? And I, and, I, and I thought it through for a little bit, and I decided to talk about governance in, uh, from the point of view of leadership. Leadership, biblical leadership. What does the Bible tell us about leadership? And uh, the first great leader of the nation is Moses. Moses. That's the, he's the one. He's number one, right? Um, and you, you take all the major cues for what is Jewish leadership for Moses. But you know, when, when he comes out from the Pharaoh's palace, he looks to see if his brothers are doing well. He sees that Jews are dying and being killed in slavery. He fights for one of them. Uh, he rescues a, a Jew from the hand of a... Uh, uh, Egyptian taskmaster kills him <clears throat> next day he sees that the Jews are fighting tries to break up between them they accuse him of, of, uh, of favoritism or of being judgmental right uh, you're not you're being intolerant or, or some language like that and uh, you're not you're not into social justice or something and suddenly uh, uh, he's on the run and he goes away to Midian he goes away to Midian finds a new life in Midian and he finds peace goes out to Montana. You know, he goes, he finds kind of a peace of mind. But God sees the characteristic traits of Moses and he says, that's the man for me. I need him. I need Moses. Remember the song, you know, go down, Moses, way down to Egypt's land, right? Go down. I need you to go down. And, and they have a discussion. Now the Bible is generally, it's an important term. It's laconic. It uses few words to describe a lot of things. It doesn't spill a lot of ink on purpose, It wants you to, to dig deep into the text. But sometimes when there's a lot of text, that's there to show you, you know, look into this. Why is, why is the Torah telling you so much information? And there's a long discourse, an argument, if you will, between God and Moses about, about should he go down to Egypt. And Moses doesn't want to go down to Egypt. He's, he has too much humility. He doesn't want to go down to Egypt. God says, I need you. I need you down there. Now, our, our sages tell us that this was a discussion of seven days. Arguing with God for seven days. Think about that. you got to be Jewish to do that, okay? Uh, it's just like, you know, God says, go down, do this. You're like, yes, sir. No, Moses is not like that, right? He's, he's arguing with him. And he says, um, he says to them, listen, I'm heavy of mouth and heavy of speech. Send somebody else. God says to him, who do you think gives mouth to a man? Who makes somebody a good talker or or dumb? It's me. I'm the boss. I do that. I make mankind. I know who you are. I know who the other other candidates are. I need you, Moses. Right? I'll be with your mouth. He says, I will be with you and I'll be with your mouth. (laughs) And I'll tell you what to say. Moses says, can you send somebody else, please? That's what he says at the end. And then it says a very important verse. It says af Hashem God got angry at Moses. And he says to him, but I know that Aaron could be your diplomat. Go out and meet Aaron. He'll help you. You'll be the prophet. He'll be the diplomat. He'll, he'll, he'll deal with the nations. He'll deal with Pharaoh. He'll deal with the people of Israel. Don't worry, I'm sending, I'm sending uh, uh, Aaron for you. Okay. Now this little anger that God says is angry, there are ten times in the Torah, speaking of uh, the concordance here, there are ten times in the Torah that God... Flares up in anger. That's what it means. It means flared up. That's what it means. V'ichar af. his His nostrils flared anthropomorphically, right? Ten times. Every time there is a flare-up like this, you also see an immediate punishment. A fire will start in the camp. Something was going to happen. Somebody's going to get punished because you've made God angry. That, and God is a kind God, Right? Uh, his, his mercy and justice is, is forever, but now you've really made him angry. But in this case, there is no apparent anger. There's no apparent punishment. To and be a leader is a punishment. Uh, to be a leader is a punishment. Very good. Very good. That's a Gemara, you know. You thought I was giving you a, a prize. I'm giving you a, I'm giving you a punishment. Okay. But if you look at the famous commentator Rashi, he says, he quotes the Talmud, and it says that Rabbi Yeshua ben Karcha says, every one of the angers of God has a a uh, 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 manifestation. This one, there is no manifestation. Where did it go? Okay. Just a few verses later, something, maybe one of the most skipped over parts of the Bible because nobody <laughs> wants to touch it. Nobody wants to touch this next few, these next few verses. Moses on the way down to Egypt. Okay, he took the job. I'll do it. I'll do it. Okay. He takes his wife. He takes his kids. They're heading down and uh, they're, they're on the way down to Egypt and they, they, they have to stop for the night. And it says, I'll read it to you in English first. It was on the way in the lodging that Hashem, God, encountered him and sought to kill him. What? Hmm. Say what? God wanted to kill who? Moses? I thought you just sent him down to Egypt. Well, that's, this is why a lot of people don't want to deal with this, right? So Zephra, Zipporah took a sharp stone and cut off the foreskin of her son, and touched and touched it to his feet, and she said, "You caused you caused my bridegroom's bloodshed." So he released him, and she said, "A bridegroom's bloodshed was because of the circumcision." Okay, a lot, of very mysterious business here, right? All right, but a few. So, so basically, Moses was about to be killed, but beforehand, but but somehow, uh, but somehow she circumcised the son. So maybe this angel of death was after the son of Moses. What is going on here? So let's read a few, a few verses beforehand. God says to Moses, when you go down to Egypt, see all the wonders that I've put in your hand and perform them before Pharaoh. But I shall strengthen his heart and he will not send the people. You shall say to him, so says Hashem. You shall say to Pharaoh, so says Hashem, my firstborn son is Israel. Right? This is what I want you to tell him. My firstborn is Israel. You're not releasing him. And therefore, so I say to you, send out my son that he may serve me but you have refused to send them out. Therefore, behold, I shall kill your firstborn son. So who's, whose son is going to be killed? Pharaoh. Pharaoh. And does that happen? Yes. Yes, his firstborn son is killed. Yes, it happens. So you're not releasing my firstborn son, Israel. Uh, my, you, Pharaoh, are not releasing Israel. Here you go. You got it right back. It's karma. It's eye for an eye. You get justice in this world. You don't release my firstborn son, you're going to lose your firstborn son. But let's read it in the Hebrew. You say to Pharaoh, Say to Pharaoh, My firstborn son is Israel. And I said to you, Who's to you? On the straight translation, it means you say to Pharaoh what I'm about to say to you, but there's another way to read it. And I told you, Moses, Send my children, go down to Egypt, and they shall serve me. But you refuse to go down and send them. You refused to bring my children out of Egypt. I now kill your firstborn son because you didn't feel the pain of the Jewish people when they were in slavery. You walked out there. You went to Montana, to Midian. You went to chill. You didn't want to deal with the politics. It was too messy for you. You didn't want to deal with the Jews. They were too stubborn. So you went on vacation. You were out of there. You didn't want to deal with the dirty stuff. Now I got to tell you something. You you argued with me for seven days. You got me angry because my children are in pain. You got to feel the pain of your children. You got to feel the pain of your children. You see them suffering. You got to do something about that. I'm moved right now just for a second to think about Oscar Schindler who saw the pain of others. It wasn't his pain. But he felt the pain on himself. And he did something about that. Moses you're going to get a punishment because you've got to feel on your own flesh the pain of a loss of a child. Like I feel, God says, like I feel the loss of my children. By the way, in, in Jewish law, you're not supposed to pray for Yom Kippur to be the leader of the prayer unless you yourself have children. Right? If you don't have children, you don't know what to pray for. You don't see the responsibility and the pain, what it is to be a parent or to be a ruler. So about governance, if you don't feel the pain of the people, by the way, eight out of nine European leaders today don't have children. How, could you lead, how can Angela Merkel lead a country when she herself doesn't have a stake in its future, right? It's a problem. But that's what, and, and, and here's, here's a, a great rabbi and a great leader before us, Rabbi Uda Glick. You got to go down to the people. You got to feel them. That's what governance, that's what Jewish governance is about. You got you to know what's going on down at, at, at every level of society. Let's go to just one last thing. Let's skip all the way now. After years of Moses being a leader, let's now go to uh, the book of Numbers, chapter eleven, verse sixteen. Maybe maybe fourteen. The Jewish people ask for meat. We gotta eat meat. We're tired of this uh, totally miraculous man of bread. Okay, bread from the from the from the heaven. It's come on. We want some. You know. We don't. We want, yeah, we want some McDavid's. Remember the old McDavid's restaurant. We want some. We want some nice earthly flesh, okay. And that's it. That breaks Moses. He's 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 been carrying. Literally, he's gonna say. He says in verse fourteen. He says, "I cannot alone carry this nation. It's heavier than me. I am unable to carry it alone. And if this is what you're gonna do to me, God, by making me carry these people alone, why don't you just kill me? Harog na harog." Please get rid of me if I found favor in your eyes and I shan't see my own downfall. I, don't see, I won't see my badness. So what does God say? He says, no, 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 no. Moses, I got a better way. Let me help you. Let us now gather me 70 people. And these 70 people, they're going to get some of your prophecy. It's going to spill over. By the way, it's, uh, the rabbis say it's like a candle being lit from other candles. The original candle doesn't lose its light. It just lights 70 more candles. All right? I'm not going to take anything away from you, but you've got to spill over. You've got a lot. And, and now I'm going to uh, pass some of your prophetic energy onto these uh, 70 elders, and I'm going to come down, and I'm going to uh, speak to them, and I'm going to put your energy on them, and they're going to help you carry this nation. You won't do it alone. There's a famous rabbi, the Balaturim, who is the original concordancia, right? He's the original concordance. He gathers all the various places in the Bible, and he says, gather me 70 people. This is related to the 70 souls that came down to Egypt, the original 70 souls. And then he says, and those original 70 souls are related to the 70 nations, okay, as we said before. And he goes, and those 70 nations and those 70 souls are related to the 70 names of God. You guys heard about the Eskimos, they have like 70 names for snow. So the Bible's got 70 names of God and he lists them. He lists them 70 names of God and finally says and that's of course related to the 70 names of Jerusalem. The Jewish people have 70 names for Jerusalem. 70 names for Jerusalem. So we, are, ladies and gentlemen, we see that, that Moses, the, the epitome of humility, he, he may have not wanted to serve God originally. He didn't want to get into the mess, but he did it. God, God almost punished him. He almost lost his own firstborn son because, uh, because we've got to feel the pain, and he had to feel the pain himself. Zipporah, Zephra, a great uh, heroine, saved the son, and then later on we meet Moses again carrying these people that very fear of his that I won't be able to carry them, still God says, I will share your prophetic energy. And that prophetic energy is really coming down uh, through the 70 names of God. Oh, one time, just a quick story. One time I was in Bethel and I told uh, some, I was talking about the various names of God. So a child says to me, he was a homeschool kid, American homeschool kid. He says to me, what do you mean names of God? Why does God have many names? Good question, right? Kids ask the best questions, right? What, what, why, why does God have many names? I said to him like this, God put an idea in my head and I'll never forget it because it was like a shot into my, into my brain. I said to him, imagine a businessman, very powerful businessman, and he's got many different email accounts, one just for the family, one just for this business, one just for this business. That's what God has, his different names. All the email accounts come to the same man, right? Come to the same God. He's got different ways of dealing with it. Through, through different categories. And all of us have a different perspective that we bring to the story. Every one of the Sanhedrin that was supposed to sit in this very place in, the, in a table not unlike this one is supposed to speak 70 of them. is supposed to speak 70 languages so that they connect with every Jew and every person in the world. And I think that today it's really that intensity that I was talking about is that all those laser, 70 lasers are all pointing towards that God that we look to. And we say also that in the future... Uh, all the righteous people will sit around the table like this and gaze at God because of the 70 different facets that there is that everybody brings to the world. So may may we really uh, merit to be here together in this. Thank yes? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah,
2: thank I just you want so to much. point out that we had 70 from the nations here
0: today. That's right, we had 70. That's exactly it. That's exactly
2: right.
0: God bless you, Rabbi Yehuda Glick. May you be <laughs> zoche to sit in a real Sanhedrin. Okay, be one of the be one of the 70. You're ready, zoche, to be. I really want to. Almost in one.
1: Thank you so much. As always, Yishai, you always have us
2: there. You're listening to the Yeshai Fleischer Show on the Land of Israel Network. This is Yishai speaking with Rabbi Tully Weiss, director of Israel 365 and editor of the recently published Israel Bible.
0: Rabbi Tully Weiss is with me here at the Knesset. I'm really with him. Uh, Because we just got through uh, doing another session of the caucus to teach the Bible here at the Knesset. That's headed by Rabbi Yehuda Glick. Uh, And Rabbi Tully Weiss has been really one of the moving forces behind it, together also with the Schindler Foundation. And today, as we are the eve of Israel Memorial Day, and that means that we're also on the eve of Israel Independence Day, Rabbi Tully Weiss and his few organizations, including Israel 365, released... An incredible new Bible. Thick, big. And, uh, I mean, uh, what can already be innovative in a Bible? It's, it's been written, you know, uh, three and a half thousand years ago. No, uh, it turns out that there's a new English translation together with amazing commentary, amazing new maps. Uh, and really the focus is the connection between... The Bible and the land of Israel, and the land of Israel, and and all, all that really needed to be done is the highlighting of that because it's all there, but a lot of times people miss it. And Rabbi Tully Weiss set it to, for himself as a goal uh, of highlighting those parts of the Bible. Rabbi Tully, you told a great story, and uh, here in the Knesset. By the way, we're in the Knesset. That is the legislative body of Israel, the chosen body of Israel. Uh, and this is this is our this is our capital, uh, and. It, again, recognized by the world as the capital of Israel. Rabbi Tully, tell me the story about how you wanted to, I just got deja vu, by the way, standing here with you in the corner here at the Knesset. Tell me the story about how you got to the idea that, that the Bible, that there needs to
3: be a new edition of a Bible that highlights the land of Israel. So thanks, T-Shai for having me on your show. And I was, uh, I was a rabbi in America, in Columbus, Ohio, And um, I started uh, connecting more with uh, teaching Torah, connecting with Tanakh. And I was trying to get the community more engaged with Tanakh studies. So I started going through it as a little project of my own, page by page through the Tanakh, specifically focused on Israel. And I started underlining all of the references to Israel. And it starts off on page one. I mean, it's in every chapter, every page. It was just jumping out of every page. I started underlining them. And then I pulled out highlighters and I had different colors for different kinds of passages. And then I grabbed the sticky notes and I had the, by the end of this, uh, you know, exercise after a few weeks, I had hundreds and hundreds of underlined verses, um, all about Israel and at the, the same land time of Israel, yeah, the land of Israel and the people of Israel. Okay. So at that same time, I went to Barnes and Nobles and, um, I went to the bookstore there, and actually, you know, the Jewish people, we think that the Tanakh is kind of like, a, there's one edition, one version, and non-Jews, Christians have many different editions. They have the man's Bible, they have the women's Bible, they have the, Yisha, you won't believe this, they have like the, the vegetarian's Bible, they have the fisherman's Bible, they have the retired rees golf Bible. I mean, it's, it's a whole industry, niche Bibles, so men, Barnes and nobles, they have, five different shelves of Bibles, okay? And I'm like, I asked the associate, do you have a Bible about Israel? Do you have an Israel Bible? And she's like, we must, we must. She's helping me look, no, can't find it. Then she goes and looks on her computer. Looked for the Israel Bible. There's no Bible like that in their system. And I couldn't believe it because now after I had gone through the, you know, the, the Tanakh, you recognize that it's the number one theme throughout the Tanakh. So how do you have a Bible for vegetarians and you don't have an Israel Bible? So that's what we did at Israel 365. We collected all of these verses about Israel, commentary about Israel. We organized it from the beginning, Genesis through the end of the Hebrew Bible, DeVre uh, Ayamim Chronicles. And uh, after working on this for years, We we just released it this week for the 70th anniversary of Yom HaAsma'ut. I was very impressed with it, I have to tell you. Uh, uh,
0: I I happened to uh, open it up randomly, and it opened to page 738. uh, And it was really about the crowning of King David in Hebron and you had a great note there and that's one of the things every page has a note oftentimes a picture every time a picture oftentimes a picture of the rabbi or, or, or the thinker or the place in this case you had a picture of the tombs of the fathers and mothers in Hebron and it said you see uh, it's the, the, the Hebron is not just about the forefathers and mothers. It's also about the crowning of King David. The, the process of, of the influence of the forefathers and mothers continues through King David. Sure. And it was just like, this is great. This is what the world needs to see. It needs to see how important, how beautiful it is and make a, a, a reference from Hebron that right. is not about violence and divisiveness and all kinds of stuff, but it's exactly. about it's
3: about this is the key to our identity. Exactly. And just like Hebron, it means from the language of Chibur, right? To connect people and to connect the tribes of Israel. So we have hundreds of Hebrew lessons because, again, Again, the Jewish people have been studying the Tanakh, the Torah, in Hebrew, whereas the Christians, for example, have, who are studying the New English version, which is a trans, an updated version of the King James edition, which is a translation of the Greek, which is a translation of the Latin, which is a translation from the Hebrew. We've been studying it in Hebrew this whole time. And so there's so much richness in the Hebrew language, and we illustrate that through lessons like Chevron. But there's another really important idea that is built into the Israel Bible, and That is that the Tanakh, the Torah, God's Bible, which has for centuries been used as a source of disunity, discord, and even animosity between Jews and Christians is now the source of unity. The Israel Bible, the Bible is finally assuming its position as a source of the source of unity between between Jews and Christians, all of us. Hundreds of millions of people around the world who love the Bible are now able to unite together in our appreciation of Israel and our appreciation for God's world, God's word.
0: And also, by the way, the translation that uses a very modern translation, it doesn't have thys and thous. Uh, That's very important. A lot of people get stuck on that kind of stuff. It makes it 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 fuddy-duddy. It makes it old. It makes it... Unapproachable. Irrelevant. Right, irrelevant. This is much more approachable. And and yet, at the same time, this is very interesting, you didn't translate the Hebrew words, names, the proper names. You left them as is. So you used words like Hashem, which which instead of God, the name, which is God, the way the Jews would say it. Or the name Yapheth would not be Japheth. It would be Yafet. Okay, so that's also a
3: very interesting innovation that you took, which is to really Hebrewize the English. Exactly. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to show that the Bible is as relevant today as ever before. And especially when you come to Israel, the miracles of the Bible, the fulfillment of biblical prophecy are being fulfilled in front of our very eyes. And so hopefully in some small way, the Israel Bible will help tell that story in a relevant, modern, up-to-date, this is the Bible for our generation. Every every generation needs its own Bible, so to speak. The last Jewish Tanakh that was published is the Art Scroll. Amazing, amazing revolution that Art Scroll brought about in the 90s. You know, the Stone Tanakh, which I did my exercise on, where I went through the Stone Tanakh, was published in 1996, more than 20 years ago. And, you know, please God, this will be the Bible for the next generation of those who love Israel, both Jewish and non-Jewish. Absolutely. Okay, uh, um, there's a special edition right now, which is the 70th year
0: edition, 70th year of Israel. And it makes a lot of sense because it's the 70th year of Israel and there's 70 nations. And the Bible itself was supposed to be translated into 70 languages uh, so that the whole world would connect to it. That's a biblical verse in Deuteronomy. And
3: so uh, it really fits. Tell me how a person could get that Bible, how they can connect to it. I thought you'd never ask. (laughs) You can get the Israel Bible at theisraelbible.com either uh, theisraelbible.com. The it's right there. The First of all, you could order a copy. We'll have it shipped to you wherever you are in the world. But it's also online for free. It's all there, all available for free. You could even push a button and have it read to you in Hebrew. That's something that we have on our website. We have interactive Google Maps. So you could zone in. If you're reading a verse about, you know, Hebron, where is it? You could see it on a Google Map. We have videos. We have really amazing features. So we have an awesome hardcover edition. That's 2,200 pages that... We could you could order from our website, but we also have a really amazing in digital uh, version on our website as well.
0: TheIsraelBible.com. It's really that simple. That's the beauty of this. It's it's really kind of a simple pure idea that has come together to highlight the land of Israel, to speak it in a way that the world can understand it, and you've done it at theisraelbible.com
3: Thank you so much, Rabbi Tully. Thank you for having me. Yom Hatz Sameach, everybody. That's right.
0: Okay, signing off from the Knesset, folks. We're going to keep going with the show, but it's a pleasure to be with Rabbi Tully. Check out that Bible. It's amazing. Uh, theisraelbible.com And we'll be right back.
2: Thank you for listening to the Yeshai Fleischer Show on the Land of Israel Network at thelandofisrael.com Please visit our sponsors, tehelekt.com That's spelled T-E-K-H-E-L-E-T dot com where you can get your own authentic tehelekt strings and be a true blue Jew. Also, northisrael.com forward slash eShop for your real estate opportunities in northern Israel. And janglo.net Your information superhighway about Israel in the English language. Also, hebronfont.org. Check out our weekly tours in the city of the forefathers and mothers. And as Yishai always says, Stay tuned, stay strong, and stay connected. Shalom.